Nerds International proudly presents bonus delicious bonus content. Bonus, ooh, bonus content. Bonus was like bonus content in that mix. Hello, everyone, and welcome. James Clark here. Uh, what you're currently listening to is bonus content. Now, this is something that was sent in a while back. So, firstly, apologies, but it was sent in from Owen Lean, and this is a story of Larry Larison. It was a time of darkness, a time of fear, a time of poverty and destitution. It was London in 2008. In the centre of the city, in the ever-watching shadow of the centre point tower, lay a pub. A pub called the College Arms. In the basement of said pub, a group of nerds would meet, and for two weekends a month would pretend they were vampires, werewolves, and on the first Sunday of a month, mortals. This was the LARP known as Zeitgeist. It was the first LARP I played. It was my introduction into the world of darkness and it was completely fucking mental. This game was in fact six games. Two vampire games, one werewolf game, one mage game, one mummy game, yeah, mummies, and one game was mortals. All six games existed in the same world and in most cases were working against each other. Mortals was the last game of the weekend and to most of us it was basically a chill out session where nothing mental would happen. Then my friends and I joined the game. You see, in a world of darkness LARP, people like to play odd things, but how as a GM do you know you can trust someone to play something unique and not be a colossal arsewank about it? The biggest of the international games, the CAM, created a system based on merit called the MC system. I don't want to say anything negative about it, but it's the worst thing that has ever happened in the entire history of the world, and whoever came up with it needs to die, 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 and when they finish that, die again. So Zietzkeist had a different solution called the donation system, whereby if you could find enough people who would donate 10 whole XP to your new character, you could bring in something odd. The more donations, the wibblier the snowflake you could make. It took us about three and a half seconds to work out how to break the fuck out of this. If we all made mortals, we could donate XP to each other's vampires and make hideously min-maxed bloodsuckers. And so our three mortals were born. This is their story. Once upon a time, four lads from Liverpool went camping for a weekend. Fishing, drinking, talking about football. It was going to be great, Spuds! Their names were Gary, Barry, Larry and Dave. Everything was going great until the final morning. Dave went down to the river to take a piss. While urinating, a gigantic red-furred wolfman came charging out of the bushes, tore Dave apart and then jumped into a mirror, vanishing. All while Gary, Barry and Larry looked on in horror. That day, they swore that they would never let Dave's death go in vain. They swore vengeance on that fearsome creature and all others like it. And on that day, Gary, Barry and Larry became the Dave Crabtree Memorial Werewolf Hunting Society of Badasses. Obviously, the first thing they did was head right to Dave's mum's house, Old Morag Crabtree. They offered their condolences, promised they would bring justice in his memory, 
and then when she wasn't looking, stole all her silverware. They kept all knives and forks as Malay weapons, but melted down all the spoons and all random bits of cutlery that no one knows what it's for, except one fish knife. <laughs> they might meet a were shark after all. Anyway, they melted all that crap down and turned it into a bull bearing, then bought some automatic BB guns. With an arsenal of silver weaponry, they knew they were ready for wolf hunting. They even had a battle cry. Sea wolves, sea dead, eh? All they needed now was to work out where the werewolves were, i.e. we, the players, needed a reason for them to end up in London where the game was set. Then while driving one day, watch a come on the radio but the song Werewolves of London. We decided that our characters would have heard that song and that was all the proof they needed to decide to move to the big smoke. The mortals venue was set in a character pub called Beers. A place where werewolves, mages and occasionally the odd vampire would go and chill for a bit. Players usually just played one of their other characters in a casual context, nobody played mortals. Then in we stride wearing matching sea wolves sea dead t-shirts and asking very loudly if anyone's seen a big hairy fucker about this tool kills people while having their waz then fucks off into a mirror. Out of character we were convinced that our squishy little mortals would get flattened in about 10 minutes. As it happened, the fuzzies, of which there were many in the game, just in human form obviously, realised quickly that we were clearly the worst hunters ever and decided it would be much easier just to let us carry on our ramblings to no avail. This would have been fine if it wasn't for the little thing known as frenzying. You see, when werewolves get hurt or threatened or basically if anything annoys them even a little bit, they have to pass a frenzy test or get so angry that they turn Krenos, the big hulking man-wolf form, and go apeshit. Knowing this out of character, we did something a bit meta, going up to anyone who looked a bit hairy and tell them the rudest yo mama jokes until one of them finally flipped. Amazingly enough, it worked, and would have been the end of our plucky young Liverpudlians if the other wolves in the bar hadn't bundled him like a group of kids in a chicken shop before he could tear our heads off. Then a vampire came over and dominated us to forget about it. Bastard. Now why the three characters may have been created for terrible, terrible min-maxi reasons, I grew to really enjoy playing Larry and wanted to give him some depth. And wanted him to be less squishy. And it's hard to be non-squishy in the world of darkness when you're immortal. There is one thing that mortals can do better than any supernatural in that game. They can have faith. True faith is a very rare thing. A super expensive merit that represents you believing in something so strongly that you can actually make supernatural creatures run in fear. What a lot of people don't know though is that mortals can take their true faith even higher, up to 10 levels higher. But that sort of thing costs a monumental amount of XP and time. That was when the GM, possibly the greatest living GM, Mr. Jez Poppenbeck, made an actual mistake. He decided to advance the game four years, as in the game went on a one month break in real time and in game time, four years passed. Now when you give 30 plus players four years and the equivalent of 100 XP to do whatever they want, things are going to get broken. Michael Miller Vampire, for example, used it to become the most famous man on the planet. 
Our Sabbat vampires built a giant subterranean lair under a shopping mall with the kind of security that would make a Bond villain jealous. And Larry invested all of it into his faith. I wanted it to be a funny faith. He was meant to be a comedy character at heart. For a while, I was thinking of making him Hare Krishna. Then I realised that, of course, if he was Hare Krishna, he would have to be a pacifist, and that was no good as a werewolf hunter, so myself and my friends put our heads together, and finally we came up with the perfect solution. A faith that was believable, okay with violence, and also completely ridiculous. And so, two months later in real time, four years in game time, Gary, Barry, and Larry walked into beers. Older, more experienced, but still idiots. Although his cohort still wore the same t-shirts, Larry was now decked out in a cool black suit with an orange tie. Under his arm was a thick paperback with an erupting volcano on the cover and any supernatural could detect a glowing aura around him, all part of the package that came with his five levels of true faith in Scientology. Larry had been busy over the years, as well as the theological epiphany that brought about his faith, he put a lot of time and money to reach the highest echelons of his church. Now at operating Thetan level 9, and as a member of the Sea Corp, he produced a huge thesis on how werewolves were the result of a person who had become consumed with engrams, turning them into feral servants of Lord Zenu. The church approved it and became official doctrine of those who had committed enough to know the truth. As a result, he was granted access to the exclusive ship, the Freewind, which was considered holy ground to a Scientologist, and thus rose his faith another five levels to a maximum of ten as long as he was on board. Back in beers, though, Larry was able to make werewolves and vampires flee in fear. By brandishing his copy of Dianetics to cure the arrangements with his E-meter, and by invoking the name of Elron Hubbard, cause all supernatural in the area to feel intense pain. He could even do aggravated damage just by touching someone with his book or his autographed picture of Tom Cruise. It was around this time that one rickish entered the building. You see, while most werewolves are reasonably on the side of good, in a world of darkness there are a clan of werewolves that are entirely corrupt and evil. The Black Spiral Dancers. Ricklish was one of these. Their biggest baddest, nastiest one in existence. Werewolves have their power capped by ranks, and the highest a werewolf player could ever hope to achieve was rank 5. There are a few NPCs out there that were at rank 6, living legends that could do truly godly things. Ricklish was apparently rank 9. He had walked into the pub to basically taunt the heroic werewolves in advance of next month's game, where the player characters in their eternal wisdom had come up with a plan that vaguely worked out as, As long as I am not the guy in front, let's shank him fam. That went about as well as you would expect, with six PCs dropping in about the first three seconds of game time. But, back to the night in beers. In comes Ricklish, radiating evilness and waffiness. Larry, with his high faith, instantly recognises he's a werewolf, and holding his copy of Dianetics aloft screams, Elrond Hubbard commands you to leg it! Unfortunately, Ricklish was so incredibly evil that he had some infernal goob that meant he could reflect Larry's faith effect right back at him, making the three Scousers run screaming from the building. 
however once outside the building and caught with an inexplicable fear that meant they couldn't re-enter the building they turned their attention to what was parked directly outside Ricklish's Rolls Royce Ricklish may have killed six legendary characters he may have survived the attack the PCs made but Gary, Barry and Larry stole the fuck out of his car Larry's final great achievement however came when he used his significant influence to challenge Professor Stephen Hawking to a battle of wits aboard the Freewind. The good professor came as well, not to expecting of course Larry not to debate him at all, but the moment they entered the stage to shout, IN THE NAME OF ELRON AND ALL THE THETANS BE HEALED, and invoking the ten levels of faith, healed him of everything. Professor Hawking immediately embraced Scientology and it looked like, under Larry's guidance, the Church of Scientology would take over the world. Unfortunately, at the next game, someone opened a portal into an umbral realm known as Flux, which Larry got sucked into and was turned into a potted petunia. Oh well. Although it was very silly, he is still one of my favourite characters to date and still turns up as an NPC whenever I run the World of Darkness. The t-shirt found a new life as my costume for the first of the web series, I am Tim Helsing. So yeah, that was Larry Larison. Amen. <laughs> ah, brilliant, nice one Owen. Thank you very much for sending that in. I really did enjoy reading it. I hope our listeners did too. Let us know you're sending us an email, or if you want the story read out, send us one over as well. That's to tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Anyway, that is all for now. Catch you on the flip side. Good morning.